0: And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in
1: Tallahassee. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus. And here is the decree that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made by Cyrenius, Who was governor of Syria? Verse 3 says, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. You know, let me just stop here before I read verses 4, 5, and 6. You know, look, the gospel of Luke, as you know, is the longest and most detailed gospel. Uh, Luke, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Gives all kinds of details about real events. And as you read the gospel, you'll realize that he gives details on who was in power and when these events took place. How did these events take place? Where did these events took place And in a certain part of the world? Listen to how detailed Luke is. Can you jump over to uh, verse uh, Luke chapter 3? Let me just I'm not deviating from my point. I want to show you how detailed the Holy Ghost inspired this man to be. And there's a reason. We'll get to it in a while. Amen. It says here in chapter 3 verse 1, Now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, I mean just detail after detail, and Herod being tetrach of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrach of um, Ituria and of the region of Triconitis, and Lysanias, and tetrach of just information after information, detail after detail. Now, why does the Holy Spirit inspire Luke to be so detailed? There is a reason. Amen. Why be so detailed before you introduce the birth of Jesus Christ? Amen. And I think one of the reasons is because of the purpose of the book. Notice the book, why the book was written. Can you flip over to Luke chapter 1? We don't look chapter 2, but I'm building a foundation. Can you see a Foundation. Yeah. So I'm showing you how detailed it is. I'm going to show you the purpose of the book. Very important. The purpose of the book of Luke. Can you go to Luke chapter 1 verse 3? Here it is. The purpose. It reads, it seems good to me. This is Luke writing. He's writing the book to a Roman official called Theophilus. And he's telling Theophilus, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto you in order. Can you say chronological order? The book of Luke is the only gospel that's in chronological order. All the other gospels have the events scattered all over the pages. But the book of Luke, if you're looking, amen, to understand how the life of Jesus unfolded, then the book of Luke is the source. Amen. So he says, uh, uh, in order, most excellent Theophilus. Here's the guy he's writing to. Verse 4 says, here, here. This is why he's writing chronologically. That you, Theophilus, might know the certainty. Can you say, rely upon? Rely upon the certainty of those things which you have been instructed in so it seems like theophilus was reading about jesus christ amen the instructions and Luke said look i'm writing amen so you can be certain of the instruction you got can you say certain amen so we see the purpose of the book here and why it is so detailed amen he is saying look i want you to know That you can rely fully on the things you have been taught about Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Amen? So that is why this book is so detailed. Uh I want to ensure you, that's what he's saying. He's saying when he used the word certain, amen? This is my exposition on what the word certain means. I want to ensure that you or no one thinks that the story of Jesus is just a fluke. It's just a myth, a fable, an allegory, or symbol. No, Jesus has come in the flesh, born into this earth, and grew up as a man. Anything else is false, amen. So He said, "I am writing to you so that you can rely on the information you've been instructed in," amen. Now I said before I told you who Theophilus, Theophilus uh, um, he is. A, the, the word Theophilus means friend of God. Theos, God. Philos, friend. So friend of God. Is that right? Uh, Now we said most excellent. So uh, 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 commentators are of the opinion that um, he must have been a Roman government official. Who had already had some instruction in the faith. Because the Bible did say here, as you can see. Right here. Wherein thou hast been instructed. So Theophilus was instructed about Jesus Christ. Luke was given information to tell him that you can rely, Theophilus, on what you heard. You can rely on that. Amen. And so this morning, I want to share with you information that you can rely on. How many of you, the Bible says in Mark chapter 13, verse 31, Heaven and earth shall pass away. But what? My word shall never pass away. Amen. So let's read some of the information here. Amen. So we are told in Luke chapter 2. Let's go to our text. I've now laid my foundation. I'm going to build on my foundation. Is that all right? Build. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Say build. build. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Verse 1. We are told. Amen. And it came to pass in those days. In those days. I refer to the days Jesus was born. So when Jesus was born. Luke is telling us when Jesus was born. A decree was passed by Caesar Augustus, and that decree went out to where? All the world. You know a decree is a formal and authoritative order, a, a a judicial decision or order, amen? What was happening was Rome was expanding their influence. Amen, they were building roads. They were the world's only superpower then, and they wanted to extend their reach. And so you know what the government does when they want to fix the road, what do they do? yes yes they they raise taxes on you and i and they say it's for our benefit so we can access certain places Uh, behind that is greed (laughs) amen Uh, well maybe not but most time amen behind that is greed and that's what we're seeing here but i'm going to show you since how god used the greed of a man amen to accomplish his will my overarching point today, brothers and sisters, is that you and I are not in charge. Supervisors think they are in charge. Look, the governor thinks he's in charge. Uh, super, uh, uh, the mayor thinks he's in charge. Amen? But I'm telling you, the control of the universe is Jesus Christ. He's in charge. Amen? He's behind the scenes, working for your good and for my good. Uh, you get what i'm saying since god is after his word jeremiah 1:12. he said i'm after my word to perform it that's what i'm after if my word was spoken by a man or a woman of god i'm going to ensure that that word comes to pass uh, isaiah fifty five eleven tells us god's word never returns void but it accomplishes it accomplishes things amen if it was sent into something it'll work it will not return void anybody love the word of God amen. oh hallelujah since you can build your life on the word of God he'll never disappoint you amen can you say he'll never disappoint you never be disappointed because he's a good good father he's well able he's called the lord of host host means armies he got some armies amen he got people you can see people you can't see well let me move on here hallelujah so we are told that caesar augustus who thought that he was yes isn't it funny that they always they always think that they're in charge (laughs) can i say it again isn't it isn't it funny that human beings think that they're always in charge not realizing that there is a god and that is why i'm talking too fast and that is why god seems to be quiet because god knows who's in charge it's his it's his earth Yes, we are dividing it and selling it. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah. The, I I got a certificate of title until Jesus returns. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amen. I I I, get, I got this lot. Yeah, until Jesus returns, yeah. until he returns and he begins to take back his earth. Yeah. For that matter, some of us won't be even there. We'll be raptured. Oh you get what i'm saying yeah when i leave, you can you can take that praise the lord and when i'm going the streets are gold yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh praise the lord and since let me let me share with you brothers and sisters that's why sometimes and i don't want to deviate from my sermon sometimes we make a mountain over a mole i was telling my wife what i'm going to do in 2024 is just less is more less stress are you hearing me you just say what you got to say and keep moving. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Because you and I are not in charge. We just have to, just have to ensure that we submit to final authority. Final authority. Can you say final authority? Yeah. And that's what Luke is saying. Luke is saying, "I am writing that you, so that you can rely on final authority. Mm-hmm. You can you can put your life on this right here, and you won't be disappointed. You know you, you know what. what The family is saying, you know, God always shows up, not when you want, but right on time. (laughs) Not when you want, not when I want, but what? Right on time. Yes, yes. Not on my time, but on his time. Mm -hmm. You see, these little things. Do you know that, I'm trying to. That's not in my notes, I, I just heard it. Do you know the, the, the uh, I want to say the source of life, or what m- the meaning of life is in the details? It's, it's just in the, in, in the little things we overlook. look. The, just the little things, like we worry so much. I was at the house and I was thinking, am I thinking what I'm thinking about? Mm, Mr. Grover, in, in, I mean, in the scheme of things, I mean, are you thinking of what you're thinking about? What's dominating your mind? Are you thinking of what's dominating your mind? And does it matter that much? I mean, are you getting what I'm saying? Um, this, you see, we overlook these little things, but these little things will bring life to you when you realize, man, what I'm thinking about doesn't really matter. I don't have to chain myself to worry and stress. Well, let me move on. Some of you, for some of you, I know I'm talking Greek, but that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. But you, you, you know, a, a pastor used, used to say to me, just continue living. Yeah. Just continue living. And he would laugh and walk out. Amen. Yeah. So, uh, so Caesar, as Caesar, Augustus Caesar. Caesar is the title much as we use for president today. So as we would say, President Biden, Caesar Biden, if he was in Rome. Amen you get what I'm saying amen so Caesar Augustus and uh, and uh, and Cyrenius they were the ones in position of power when Jesus was born when Jesus was born God's people were in oppression to Rome amen in oppression to Rome hear this now though that is true in the na- in the natural world it is not true in the spirit realm are you getting what I'm saying Saints amen in for for in the spirit realm and i'm saying that because sometimes you forget we live in two realms simultaneously is that right or is that right we live in two realms almost and we focus so much on the realm on the natural world i mean if we focus as much as we should on the spirit realm life would be so much better i think that's why the bible advises us to set our affections on the things that are what yes your affections that which moves your soul that which changes your life just your think on things that are above jesus prayed in matthew chapter 6 verse 10 he prayed thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in yes that's what it's saying so while they were under oppression amen in this natural realm in the spirit realm they were not and i want you to know the very same thing Brothers and sisters, your situation spiritually is wonderful. My situation spiritually is wonderful. Amen? So let's attempt to set our affections. Let's not do like the Jews did. Amen? Unless that affection, amen, on the things that are above. So, 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 there is an invisible power behind and over all human rulers. Can you say that? There is an invisible power. That is what? Behind and over all these human rulers. There is an invisible power behind your supervisor. Amen? Amen. Behind the governor, behind the mayor. Are you with me, saints? They are not in charge. Well, (laughs) I'm going to show you how Jesus, how the Lord God moved an entire world just to ensure that his daughter who was pregnant, amen, brought, gave birth to his son that was prophesied by an old preacher 400 years ago. Now you get what I'm saying? Do you remember any prophecy you got? Any prophecy you got, I got I got a few bags of them at the house. <laughs> you know, I was growing up, as a, I've been a Christian all my life, and I used to write every prophecy I got, every prophecy. And then I went, and I was looking at, I'm being familiar, I opened a book, and I began, I'm saying, oh my God, if this one came, if this one materialized, man, I would be a millionaire. But, even I, but you know what I realized? Excuse my vernacular. And nothing happening until I do something. well (laughs) because (laughs) oh (laughs) you get what i'm saying nothing is happening until i do something about it i have a part god has a part so until i begin to move in this natural realm god cannot take his super and put on my natural to accomplish the prophecy i got are you with me well hallelujah and so the decree that Caesar the decree of Caesar went throughout all the world all the world here is a phrase used to show that this, to show the scope and power of the Roman empire at that time because they ruled the entire world what is known as it was known as the civilized world back then it was that part of the world which was inhabited and Jesus came on the scene at that particular time when the romans were in power Amen. Now the Roman Empire reigned for at least 200 years. Can you imagine? 200 years, these people were the world's superpower. Yeah. And you know Rome, Rome was brutal. Yeah. When Rome came, they brought authority, they brought, they brought safety together. They brought peace together. You see, before Rome, everybody did what they wanted. Yeah. But when Rome started, when Rome came in and they began, the Romans were the one who the Phoenicians introduced... Crucifixion, but the Romans perfected it. Rome was brutal. They were known as they were known for having an iron fist. They'll take you out in a heartbeat. And so what Rome did when what Rome did? They put a lot, they brought order. Can you say order? People began saying, Oh my god, I better I better straighten up and fly right. And they began building roads. Now hear me, I'm making a point here. The same roads that Augustus built, amen, to increase his influence, to bring for trade. God used these same roads for the apostle Paul. Amen. To travel the world and preach the gospel. Are yes. uh, you getting me? While a man's greed, his need for power, his need to be deified. That's what I'm telling you, brothers and sisters. God is in control. Amen. Yes. Hey, let me, supervisor, yes. listen. Yes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mayor, are you listening? God is in what? I, I like to say Jesus is in control. Because nowadays everybody's in God. Amen. And Jesus is God. Amen. So we got to be specific with our God. Since gone are the times where you remain vague. Choose not to be vague. Well. <laughs> anyhow. Praise the Lord. Anyhow, God is a wonderful God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, at that time, Jesus was born into the Roman Empire, and uh, um, uh, um, and he was born um, as I, as I said at a time when the Romans, the Jews were oppressed. Amen. That was the time he was born. But brothers and sisters, let me share with you. I know I'm saying this right here. Sometimes during the Christmas season, we feel many of us feel oppressed. For some reason, we may have lost family, or we don't have a family to celebrate Christmas with. Amen. Uh, H- hear me. I know what I'm talking about. I remember when I, I flew six thousand miles from the island to University of Mississippi, not uh, Ole Miss, and I remember my first Christmas at Ole Miss was rough, away from friends and family. Some of you are looking at me. You didn't know I went to Olmes. I spent two years there before I get transferred to farm. You, amen? Praise the Lord. Talk about just so pressed and depressed. And what I was thinking about is, is, um, is Christmas, how I used to have Christmas back in the island. I didn't, yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Think about the rum cake and roti. Uh, and so real i all i had to do was change just switch a mind switch that's all and so instead of being I, it was it happened to me once depressed and burdened i to be in my dorm just thinking amen and then all of a sudden i started getting sick i'm making a point here sick and then the next day i said oh my god home for me is where i am Where is <laughs> some of you <laughs> i said this is home for me I, all, I, all of a sudden, the oppression and depression and the heaviness just disappeared. Home for me is where, where I am. Because God said, I'll never leave you. Not forsake you. And I kid you not, as soon as I changed my mind, a family called me. Uh, some of you don't know what I'm talking about. A family called me and said, Emmanuel, we are, we, are, we are here supporting foreign students. And we are told that you are one of them. Are you interested. And that Christmas, God introduced me to a family. Look, hear me. I had food galore. Mm, my tummy was out there when I left that house. What I'm saying is, so, <laughs> sometimes, all we have to do is switch the mind. I'm saying for those of you, Jesus was born during a time when there was a lot of oppression. You may be oppressed during this season, but there is no need for that. All you have to do is keep, set your affection on what? The things that are above. Amen. Quickly, let's move. Quickly, let's move to verse. Can you go to verse 3? Verse 3 says, And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. Amen. Into their place of birth. So his greed. See. Caesar Augustus's greed motivated him to raise taxes, to build roads, amen, to increase his influence, listen, listen, listen here and verse 4 said because of that everybody had to relocate verse 4 and Joseph also went up to Galilee out of the city of Nazareth amen, into Judea Onto the city of David because that's where he's from everybody had to go back home to get registered now the Jews went back home to get registered because they were not allowed to be in the Roman army so for the Jews it was registration but for the Romans it was taxation are you getting me amen so they had to go back home Amen. To register. Why? Because the Bible says he was a descendant of David. Now, listen, Saints. Now, while Caesar, Augustus, Caesar and Cyrenius decided to levy a tax to build their roads, Amen, God saw an opportunity to fulfill a prophecy. Didn't I tell you God look over his word to perform it? Can you go 400 years before that time? Can you go to uh, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, quickly? Micah chapter 5, verse 2. 400 years, a prophet prophesied. Amen. That's why I tell you brothers and sisters, God's word never returns void. Amen. You got Micah chapter 5 verse 2? Amen. It reads, but you Bethlehem, what? Bethlehem Ephrata, thou, though thou be little among thousands of Judah, yet of thee shall come forth unto you that is to be the ruler of where? Whose goings forth have been from old, from what? Everlasting. So it was prophesied by Micah 400 years ago that Jesus would be born where? In Bethlehem. And not in Jesus would be born where? Not in Judea. And so that prophecy had to be fulfilled. And so the control of the universe. Can you say control of the universe? The control of the universe, amen, began to move on the heart of a of a ruler a world ruler you you know you know God can do that you know God can move on people's hearts to favor you yeah the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 21 verse 1 the king's heart (laughs) oh glory be to the king the supervisor's heart the mayor's heart the president's heart is in what the hands of the lord like the rivers of water and the lord can turn it can you say turn it turn it lord that's why that's why i pray sometimes turn that supervisor's heart father turn it give me favor glory be to god turn that uh, that mortgage broker's heart father turn the underwriter's heart are you getting what i'm saying give us favor because god is well able to do more than you And I ever decided, Amen. You can ask God to intervene this Christmas. You can ask God, say, Father, you are no respect of persons. Romans chapter two, verse eleven says, God is no respect of persons because you are no respecter. Look what you did for Mary and for Joseph. A young lady pregnant had to ride on a horse eighty miles, eighty miles on horseback. Why? Because the prophet prophesied four hundred years ago. That Jesus would be born in Bethlehem and God looked over his word to perform it. Hear me. Have you gotten any prophecy? If you haven't gotten any prophecy, read one from the Bible. (laughs) Anyhow, you, you, you take the Bible and you say, yeah, yeah, Emmanuel. Are you getting me? Anyhow, anyhow. Read the Bible. You see, especially as you go through the book of Psalms, and you see a promise made to David, that's not only to David, that's for me. That is where you are now. You see this healing promises made. Amen. That's for whom? That's for me. The Bible says in uh first Corinthians chapter ten, verse eleven and twelve, that was written for our learning and for our benefit. That's what the Bible says. That was written only just for just for reading, that's for you and I to benefit from. So when you see what God is doing in the life of Mary and Joseph, you look at it and say, God, if you did it for them, sure enough, you can do it for me. If you touch, if you, God was wielding an entire empire. Can you imagine? Just to ensure that his word came to pass. And if God can do that for a young girl, a 16 year old girl who's pregnant mm -hmm, and a young man, wouldn't God, can God do this very same thing for you? Some of you, you don't sound, some of you don't sound, uh, you don't sound convinced. But, but, but that's okay. (laughs) Look, I don't have a choice to be convinced. (laughs) Amen. I said I don't have a choice to be convinced. Amen. Makes no sense. I stand there if I'm not convinced. Amen. If God did that, I want you to remember that I'm going to close in a while. If God can do that for Mary, if God can touch Caesar Augustus' heart, the man was the world superpower. He was over the empire that was the only world superpower and God moved this man's heart so that his word can come to pass. You find a word and you don't let go of it and God will make it come to pass. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Saints. We need to understand that this Christmas season is not about necessarily uh, uh, j- just just coming here to celebrate his entrance. What can you and I benefit from his entrance into this world? God willed an entire empire for a lowly carpenter and a little pregnant girl, and God sent me to tell you He can do the very same thing for you. The very same thing He can he can change the heart of a supervisor. You have somebody who you need the Lord to, who you need the Lord to influence for you. <laughs> Can I give you the trick? Can I give you the tea for God to do that? You got to be pregnant with Jesus. (laughs) Oh, glory be to Jesus. You got to be what? Pregnant with Jesus. But you know what I mean? It's a metaphor for being what? Full of the word. Full of the word. The Bible says, I think in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Let the word of God dwell in you. That's been pregnant with Jesus. And when you're pregnant with Jesus, God is looking over you to ensure everything comes to pass. Can you say pregnant with Jesus? You, I don't know how to say it again. We've been talking about reading the word. Five psalms, one prayer. You see it all circles back to what? Reading the word. That's what it circles back to in this life. And you know, some of us, we've been talking about it. And you know, some of, some of us will start reading after we're raptured. <laughs> I, y- yes i guarantee you that praise the lord <laughs> Oh, I, w- what i'm saying jesus was mary was pregnant with jesus and he moved an empire for her w- where is that i think is it Col- is it in colossians chapter 1 verse 3 colossians let the word of god dwell in you richly yeah. is it somewhere in there Or colossians chapter 3 or verse colossians 1 3 i think or or 16 it's somewhere for sure i'm so sorry since it's not in my Sermon, but it came to my spirit. Amen. How many, how, how many more minutes I have? Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I ask you to give me 3540. Amen. Praise God. So, so so. Hallelujah. We got it? By in Colossians, you'll see it. Amen. V- chapter 1, verse 3 is around there. No? 316, thank you. Colossians 3:16. Thank you so much. Colossians, can you? bring it up on the um, screen colossians chapter 3 verse 16 oh father we thank you I'm, do- I'm going to leave that verse with you this is this is the final amen we have one more sunday in this year okay this sunday we call it the penultimate sunday of the year 2023 the one before the last i want to leave this with with you it says let the suggested, listen to me. The suggested subject verb there is you. You is not there, but put it before let you let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in you know all what teaching and admonishing one another. You so you see, it's not the pastor alone who to do that, amen. We are to do what teaching and admonishing one another in you know what and what. Yeah. And what Spirit. singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, singing with what grace. in your hearts to the Lord, even when you drive your vehicle? We have to turn our vehicle, our vehicle into a mobile uh, um, sanctuary. Well, if I can see that, are you getting what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? It's late. And so we have to redeem the time. And if God's word dwell in you, dwell in me richly, God will move an entire empire for you. He'll move. Look, this is what I've seen. Can I be honest with you? I've seen people who are full of God's word. Did not have one degree and yet they are in management in a huge company. I know them. Not one degree, but just got Appointed well well, <laughs> well oh glory be to jesus and you hear them and you can know everything is god's favor god who worked it out for me uh, thank you father it's nothing about me and my accomplishment it's god who touched the supervisor's heart who touched the heart of an individual who's on the board of directors listen to me brothers and sisters you, you know in this world it's who you know also it's good to know god <laughs> I'm making a point here. Are you, it's good to know God. Somebody on the board of directors knew that individual had good character, blameless. And appointed them without one, not even a high school diploma. Come on. Well, <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, we give you praise God. And and, and and verse, let me jump quickly. And I'm going to bring it to an end. Can you go to verse, um, can you go to verse, uh, is it verse six? Quickly, let's go to verse six of our text. Um, verse 6 of our text Luke chapter 1 verse 6 you got it Luke chapter 2 sorry Amen I'm almost done Luke chapter, Luke chapter 1 verse 6 and so it was that while Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem because the, G- the word Micah said in Bethlehem the Lord is going to be born so Mary and Joseph had to be in Bethlehem it's not a trip they had planned to take Amen? Uh, <laughs> and so it was while they were there, the days for him, for her to bring forth little baby Jesus was accomplished. Uh huh. And let's go to verse 7. Praise God. So, And she brought forth her what? Firstborn son, wrapped him in and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. And that's what we are celebrating today. This which happened almost 2,000 years ago. And brothers and sisters, let me share with you two lessons here Jesus, you know there is still no room in people 's heart for Jesus today. there is still no room in jesus in people 's heart for Jesus today. He is still on the outside. there was no room for him in the inn, and so he was born in a manger. you know what you know what a manger amen a manger he was born so there was somewhere behind the house there was a, a, a There was a a makeshift house for animals to live. Uh Uh-huh. And so, in that makeshift place, there was a trough. A trough, you know, when you cut a tire. You know how you feed animals. Amen. You cut a tire and you put food. This is where Jesus was born. And he was wrapped what? In swaddling clothes. Strips of cloth. He didn't have one huggy. (laughs) uh, yes i think about it i'm talking about the king of kings and the lord of lords but you see there is a there is a principle here and that is let me share let me share with you how the kingdom of god's work god work the kingdom of god works before honor and glory there is what humility but it happens in in obscurity And we cannot handle obscurity and humility. That is why glory is far from us. Yeah, yes it is sometimes we and this is how the kingdom of god works we think when we are when we are going through difficult times and we have been humbled and we're in the dark on the south side nobody's seen us look god is looking at you and god is looking at your heart and is looking to see if you're discouraged or not He's looking to see, has he or has she understand how the kingdom works? Sometimes that's all God wants you to understand. Does does elder Pauline know how I work? Does she know that there's got to be a struggle? <laughs> oh, glory be to you. Does she know that? And if she does, if, is she focusing and obsessing on... on, on On insecurity and not having enough is that the problem well if that's you have learned your lesson then it means you need to stay there a little longer Ah. oh glory be to jesus well when you understand that this too shall pass this is just a step in the right direction well I need you to understand that this Christmas. This is what a step in the right direction. Embrace obscurity, embrace humility. Because that's what makes you into the right person for God to use. God doesn't have time for people who are sure, boast and just proud and want to be heard, want to be seen, want to be known. Are you with me? That comes with a lot of problems. Before glory and honor. There is humility jesus showed that to us the king of the universe Do you know god could have come down on angel's wing the bible says, listen to me how the bible says god flies on the wings of the wind and he made he makes the cloud his chariot are you are you getting that yeah the bible said god makes the clouds his chariot and he flies on the wings of the wind so listen the clouds is God's item. <laughs> and the wings of the wind is his vehicle. Now, I can serve a God like that. And yet, still, he was born in a manger. <laughs> oh, can somebody give him praise? Can somebody say, Thank you, Jesus? And so, this Christmas, I want you to remember, to remember two things one, get pregnant with Jesus. Let the word of God dwell in you richly and embrace obscurity, embrace the humiliation. I mean, I I mean to say the hum, the process of humility, not humiliation. You know, you can be humble and not be humiliated. So excuse me. So go through the process of humility, embrace obscurity, get yourself mm -hmm, full of God's word and God will move heaven and earth to bless you. Can you've got some praise. Hallelujah. Please take time
0: to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m., and the morning service begins at 11, and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website imitatorsofgodministries.com or call the church 850-408-8496